0: Anywho, no time to sit around. We've got a galaxy to conquer. Master! Ah, who is that? Who are you? The is but the humble servant to Darth Vader, Lord of the Sith. <laughs> I've prepared your bath, Master. Conquer now, tubby time later. Let's go. But my castle... <laughs> Greetings once again, Bucketheads. Mayvar Tigar. Welcome to the 102nd Monster Mashing on Mustafar episode of MandoVision, Nargai Tom. And thank you so much for checking out this small, independent Star Wars podcast. Remember, the best way to reach out to us is, of course, via social media. Because how else do you do things nowadays? We're at Mando underscore Vision on Twitter and Instagram. You can email the show at MandoVisionTom at gmail.com please make sure you're liking, subscribing, following, sharing this show with all the other Mandalorians in your covert. It means so, so much to us. And if you're on Apple Podcasts and you have the time, sweet, 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 five, so reviews help us defeat the terror of the algorithm. Uh, Real quickly, I wanted to give a quick shout out because you may have noticed over the last few few weeks, I've been letting the intro music play a bit longer uh, than we we have in prior episodes. Um, And... Lately, that, there's, there's a fu- couple reasons for that. But the main one is I just wanted to show my gratitude to my friend Chris, uh, who is in the band Dirty Sweet, who is the drummer for them. And I love hearing Chris pound out this song on his drums. And it's just a great rocking song, and it really gets me fired up to do the podcast. Uh, so I've kind of been letting the song play a little bit more to get me, get me even more amped up than usual. So a special shout-out to my friend Chris and the band Dirty Sweet. By all means, check them out. They're on you know Spotify, GarageBand, iTunes, all that good stuff. Whatever you listen to music on, you can find Dirty Sweet. So a big shout out to them and uh, keep on rocking, gentlemen. Keep on rocking. All right, we're here. It is a big weekend uh, for me. One of my favorite holidays is coming up on Sunday, and and uh, I don't know how everyone feels about Halloween in general, but I dig it. I have a lot of fun. I spend spend a lot of time watching. Uh, I try to find a good balance of old and new kind of like I'm gonna say horror movies but that's not exactly accurate you know I I like a lot of movies that that might be sort of meta (laughs) sort of have a commentary about the horror genre Uh, I also like creature movies which aren't exactly necessarily the most scary things in the world either either so it's a fun time for me to watch I revisit a lot of classics I do like slasher films. I'm not gonna lie there, but slasher films, especially the ones that I grew up with in the in the '80s and, and '90s, they're just funny now. They're just comedic, but you still enjoy them. There's just still that nostalgia there, right? So you 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 take that, you extrapolate from that, and you have a good time. Uh, so I revisit up a few of those, try to find something new, and again, if you're like me and you like Halloween, and you don't like and you like podcasts, head <laughs> on over, check out the other show I do, the TomCast Podcast. All this month long, we've been doing kind of Halloween-themed episodes, uh, but not scary movies necessarily. Like Movies you can actually watch with a group of friends who might be scaredy-cats because I'm a scaredy-cat. I am a big old scaredy-cat. Um, I'd like to watch horror movies like those, um, those um, Conjuring movies. I like those movies, but I watch them in the day with the, with, like, the blinds open and my dogs in my lap because I, 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 can, I can't watch them at night alone. That's too much. That's too intense for me. <laughs> but so we're not doing those movies we're doing like some of the fun ones like again we got a creature movie in there we have a, 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 two, a double feature meta commentary on on horror uh and, and i'll just say it right now we have tucker and dale versus evil we have cabin in the woods we have uh our creature movie for this this month we have uh, deep rising with treat williams trick or treat williams if you will and uh if again if you like halloween by means check it out sorry i didn't mean for this to be a long plug for another show but I did want to put that out there because we're rolling into Halloween. Are you going out for Halloween? Are you doing anything for Halloween? Going to parties? Doing trick or treats? You got kids you're taking out? Your nephews? Your nieces? Any of that thing? You know, I hope everyone's going to have a good Halloween. Obviously, last year Halloween was a much more somber affair, much more restricted. Um, but hopefully this year, maybe things are going to get back a little bit more to normal. Uh, we'll just have to wait and see how it goes. I do not get trick-or-treaters here. Uh, so, so usually, uh, I, I can't lie to my wife when I say that I bought candy for the, for the kids. No, I bought it for myself. <laughs> and uh, the, the, the favorite, of course, out of the bag is the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. It is the perfect candy, in my humble opinion. Alright, but enough about my candy likes, enough about horror movies. We're here, we have terrifying tales to talk about in the Star Wars universe, because we're going to talk about Star- Lego Star Wars terrifying tales. And, uh, you know, we mentioned it, we didn't do a dedicated episode last year for the holiday special that Lego did for Star Wars. Uh, and we mentioned it, we talked about it briefly. I really enjoyed it, I had a fun time with it. But I was really excited to see that they were doing a terrifying tales. And before I watched it, but you know, I didn't watch a trailer for it or anything like that. I just sort of rolled into it uh, with with and sort of uh, a, a, a untainted perspective of what that special could be. And I was delighted by what I got to see, what I got to witness. And and more importantly, and what we'll talk about a little bit more about on the other side of the bumper, uh, is is I love that this story that they did for Lego Star Wars: Terrifying Tales draws so much. From, from other material in the Star Wars galaxy, uh, particularly Kevin Scott's uh, uh, you know, Tales from Vader's Castle and uh, Charles Soule's uh, Knights of Ren book, the book, you know, the Kylo Ren, Knights of Ren comic that was out from Marvel, I guess it was about two-ish years ago now. Uh, you know, I think it came out right around the time Rise of Skywalker was coming out. And, and to draw so heavily from uh, source material that I'm such a big fan of, I, I was like, what a treat and then i uh, i'm sure those 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 writers were delighted to see their names as a special thanks to in the credits. So so we'll talk a little bit more about that on, on the other side of the bumper. But let's kind of let's kind of do our particulars right now before we do that, all right? So Lego Star Wars Terrifying Tales directed by Ken Cunningham and uh, yeah, and written by David Shane. My goodness, excuse me. Our our cast for this episode, it's it's a veritable who's who on this cast for voice acting. AJ Lucasio... Uh, Barbara Goodson, Christian Slater's in this is Ren, Dana Snyder, Danny Jacobs, David Accord, Eric Balza, Jake Green, James Arnold Taylor returns, John DiMaggio, another hard hitter, hard hitter in the, in the voice acting world. Uh Mary Elizabeth McGlynn, Matt Sloan, Matthew Wood, Sam Whitwear, Shelby Young, Tony Hale, Trevor Duvall, uh Raphael Alejandro. Oh my goodness gracious. What a what a cast. And they all do such a fun job with this. I think I, they must have all had a blast, and it's always great to have Sam Witwier come back and be Darth Maul because he has really uh, uh just kind of taken over that that voice acting performance and made it his own. And so now I don't think, uh, you know, us Star Wars fans, I don't think we think of Darth Maul as just Ray Park. Now I think we very much think of him as Ray Park and Sam Whitwear. as it should be, as it should be. All right, so we're gonna get into it right now. We're gonna talk about the special itself the source material uh, some of the, I shouldn't say source material but, but some of the things that are that it references in some cases very heavily and and we'll get, we'll take it all that out. we'll get all that on the other side of the bumper excuse me i'm just so excited to be here how are you all doing <laughs> all right let's get into it you know what time it is it's time strap on your buckets let's go what do you say ready to be castle vader's official spokesman you see what I did with the name there? I put the Poe in spokesman. <laughs> Feel the power of the dark side at the Empire Report. Now open. So Legos, Star Wars, terrifying tales. A nice little treat for Halloween for Star Wars fans. Uh, without ever having to really reference... Halloween or some kind of Star Wars version of Halloween. You, you know, with the, with the holiday special they did last year, you know, it's obvious, it's easy to play off of Life Day. That's, that's kind of there. That's kind of exists. It would be a little odd if Star Wars were just trying to start shoehorning uh, all these other, you know, real-world kind of holidays and events into, into Star Wars. So I like the fact they don't even acknowledge it. Much like Kevin Scott's, you know, Vader's Castle books, which this show is heavily inspired by. I mean, it takes place in Vader's castle. That's the entire premise of Kevin Scott's book, Tales from Vader's Castle. And it, it's a way to kind of tell these creepy, spooky stories. And I have a great a great quote from Kevin Scott that I wanted to share with you about his comic book that also very accurately describes, um, well, I, I, accurate may be too strong a word, but it sets the premise of what the comic book is and sort of what they drew from for this Lego special. So here we go. Quote. You know how those spooky Halloween stories where a car breaks down and there's a creepy castle on a hill? Well, imagine a spaceship landing on a lava planet and the only place is a castle on a hill. And that's basically how this special opens up because once we get like sort of the preamble with Vader and the Emperor and we we meet our our sort of nemesis for this episode and it, it <laughs> it's it's we, we fast forward at that point, right? We fast forward to many, many, many years later is what I believe it says and we catch up with Poe Dameron and we catch up with Poe fighting the remnants of the First Order and yeah, you know, an accident happens and there's a little damage to a ship and he has to land on a nearby lava planet with the castle by the hill. But obviously because it's Lego Star Wars it's not going to be all about like trying to scare the bejesus out of us it's going to be more of a fun adventures. It's it's like a Simpsons Triassic Terror sort of sort of thing. You know, the the you're using kind of classic riffs. You're riffing off classic material to kind of tell these these new fangled versions of the stories for Star Wars. And it's a good thing. It's a good thing. By the way, I want to get we we mentioned his name in in the when we read off the cast earlier, but I really enjoyed Tony Hale as uh Vinny uh, the, the the sort of bumbling apprentice who's trying to gather all these Sith artifacts to make himself more powerful I actually really enjoyed that performance I found it quite, quite amusing and that, that should be the thing that we say about this entire episode about Lego Star Wars Terrifying Tales it's really fun, it's light it's easy, it riffs off of all of our favorite moments, some of our favorite lines the, you know, as Poe let's, let's kind of talk about the story a little bit as Poe makes his way up to the castle because he has to get his ship fixed uh, we, we find a hut Who's taking Vader's castle and trying to turn it into like a, a a hotel, a resort, if you will? And he has like the Vader statue. And the Vader statue says all the lines that we know so well, and we'll be playing those throughout this episode. So don't—I'm not going to try to give you my Vader impression right now, but it's just—it's just a fun light take. And then we get into the tales, and we and we have a sort of a Lost Boys riff with Ben Solo and the Knights of Ren, and this is the one that we mentioned earlier that draws from the Charles Soule uh, comic book series that he did for Marvel. Uh, back in again, I think it was either right before, or right after. I think it came out right after *Rise of Skywalker*, so like January twenty twenty something like that. Right before the pandemic sort of uh, kicked every, you know, kicked uh, comic books and movies all to the curb. So it draws off of that, and not not in a way that's necessarily, uh, you know, too goofy, too silly of a spin on that comic book series. It's just not quite as serious as it was. But I mean, it, fairly, uh, fairly faithful in many broad strokes. If you've not checked out that comic, I do recommend it. It's quite nice. It's called The Rise of Kylo Ren by Charles Soule. Very, very good stuff and fantastic art. I don't have the artist's name in front of me, unfortunately, but he is fantastic. Absolutely, knocks out of the park. I want to say it's Mark Brooks, but I I should fact check that, and I will before the end of the episode. But they do a great job, and then you get Christian Slater as, as Ren, which is great. The, you know, for a lot of Star Wars fans who don't read some of the, who don't go back and read the comics and read the novels and things like that, you're probably still curious who the hell the Knights of Ren are, and and you get more of a you get more of a sense of who they are. The comic book obviously dives into greater depth, greater detail, but it's it's an interesting, fun little story. And then that, that is how we begin working our way further and further into Vader's castle, uncovering more secrets of his castle, the secret lairs, the Sith artifacts. And, and it's, it's just really nice. And I know I totally got off my track with, with Kevin Scott's Tales from Vader's Castle. <laughs> so I'll go back to that right now. But that is a book I've been a fan of since it first got published in 2018. And it was one of these really unique entries. The Star Wars Adventure line being published by IDW Comics is, is just a, a fun, you know, all-ages kind of story. A, a, that's not continuity heavy, I guess is the best way I can describe it. Yes, everything kind of syncs up. Everything works in in a, in a sequential storytelling manner, but it's not as as heavy. There's not as much gravitas as the books that are being published through Marvel that are very month to month, that are very serialized. Uh, the Star Wars adventure books like you can kind of pick them up as you go along. Some things will connect to things that you may have read. Or you'll pick up the book and you'll be like, oh, I wonder what they're referencing. And maybe I'll go back and find that issue. So Star Wars Adventures is a lot of fun. And, and Kevin Scott has gotten to tell a lot of really uh, fun stories. Again, we talked about it last week. Him reintroducing Jackson uh, into Star Wars Adventures was, was one of those treats for old fans like us who remember the old Marvel series from the 70s and 80s. And were like, why is there a green space rabbit in Star Wars? What the heck? <laughs> but he did it. And he makes it work. And it's fantastic fun. And it's, it's really, really a joyful Joyful comic book to read, so I do recommend it. And again, if you're not into going into comic book stores or, or, or having, you know, tactile material in your house, and maybe you're a minimalist. By all means, check it out on the internet. Go over to Comixology and 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 read it digitally. Read on your on your tablet or on your computer or on your phone, and check it out. It's a fun fun time. And these, these Tales from Vader's Castles. There there's two series. There's Tales from Vader's Castles, and then like I think it's further Tales from or more Tales from Vader's Castle. And they're just four or five issues a piece, and they're fun. And they cut—they go through the entire continuity. You have stories with prequel characters. You have stories with the main trilogy characters. You know, you have—I uh, think—the rebels characters are in a lot of the, the the settings. You know, kind of setting the tone of the series as they kind of run through the castle and they hear these tales of of Darth Maul with his spider legs. Something again that is also actually referenced in this episode. <laughs> But yeah, it's just a really, really good comic book, and I recommended it to a lot of friends a couple years ago, and I got really great feedback from them, especially the especially the, one, the friends with kids, uh, because it was a Star Wars comic book that wasn't too intense, wasn't too uh, uh, rooted in the continuity and the lore. You could just read it and give it to your kids and be like, here, have fun with Star Wars in a very safe, friendly, open environment, Again, where you're not going to be like, who's this? Who's that? Why is this happening? I don't understand. They're just right there for you. It's, it's really nice storytelling, really clean and easy, but not simple, if you know what I'm saying. Simple is not the right word. It's just accessible storytelling. And that is what they did so well in Lego Star Wars Terrifying Tales, in my opinion. You don't need to be rooted down in a lot of Star Wars lore, you can just pop this on. That and that's part of the fun with a lot of the Lego movies in, in particular. Lego Batman is this way, Lego the Lego movie, Lego Star Wars, the one with the crazy ninja ones. You can just watch those. It's cool. Like I don't know a ton about Lego. I don't know a ton about some of the source material they're choosing to go from. I know Star Wars though, but I don't have to know Star Wars Inside and Out. You can just pop this on even if you just know the movies. That's it. You get the references. You understand when Vader's quoting, when Vader's dropping all the classic lines I find your lack of faith disturbing uh, see I already did it, I already quoted Vader myself <laughs> you just know it it's so fun and accessible and easy to watch your kids will love it and I think if you are not too serious about yourself you're going to have a good time with it too as a full grown adult person you can just watch this and chuckle and laugh and be amused because that is what this show is really there for I don't know don't waste your time with him, Ren. The kid's a total Kylo! <laughs> Kylo? Yeah, Kylo. Small, weak, scared. Kylo, 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 I'm not scared. I'm not a Kylo. So that's a clip from the first terrifying tale, The Lost Boy, all about Ben Solo joining the Knights of Ren. We talked a little bit about it earlier. Uh, I did want to mention, because I, again, Lost Boys is a movie that I grew up with. I'm a big fan of the part, the scene, where where Ben, you know, wearing the Kylo hat, is joining, he's hanging out with the Knights of Ren. He's not an official member at this point. He hasn't done anything to earn that just yet. You know, so many great homages to the movie. Uh, you know, the part hanging out under the bridge, you know, hanging off of under the bridge, letting go, falling into the fog. Uh, and then, obviously, at the party at the beach, with uh, it, it, in this, what is a shirtless Bith playing the <laughs> playing the the Star Wars equivalent of the saxophone? Which, if you know Lost Boys, you know exactly what scene I'm talking about. It had me howling. I I kind of lost it with that scene in particular. And then it gets all dark, and it goes back to well, not dark. It gets, but it gets all back intense, and it goes back into Star Wars stuff as we get into Luke's lightsaber destroying the temple, and and you know Kylo kind of embracing the name Kylo you heard how he's, it starts off as an insult and then later by the end of the episode uh, he rather likes being called a Kylo uh, so it's sort of a fun take on on the origins of Kylo Ren and I really did have a blast with this one there's so many again The Lost Place is, is, a, is a very funny uh, choice for the Knights of Ren you know it's a that's a movie about vampires and this is the Knights of Ren they're just sort of uh, uh marauders in a sense I suppose they take what they want and they have uh, Christian Slater as their leader. But yeah, that's a, f- that's a fun takeoff of, of that particular tale. And, you know, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about it in the next installment, too, because it's all about Darth Maul, and I definitely want to get a clip in of Sam Whitwear once again as Darth Maul. We haven't gotten there in our Star Wars The Clone Wars recap episodes just yet, but Sam Whitwear as Maul is just so much fun. So here's a clip of that, and then we'll talk a little bit about that terrifying tale. <laughs> I have returned, my master. No. <laughs> look at you! You're, uh, you're alive. Oh, and look, you've got legs. Oh, a bunch of legs! Yes, so many legs. <clears throat> no, 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 no. turn left. I... No, my okay. left. One, two, three, four, six. <clears throat> I will retrieve the saber of Scar so that I may once again stand by your side. Oh, you heard that? So the second installment, the second terrifying tale, is called the Dueling Monstrosities, which is a, a team up, a battle of sorts that I don't think any of us anticipated. No, 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 no. Darth Maul, recently uh, given legs by the Knight Sisters on on Dathomir, decides he's going to go back, do some, get back in, into his former master's good graces, and and he's going to have to fight against our favorite. <laughs> Clone Wars villain, General Grievous himself for possession of a lightsaber. This episode, this installment I found to be, again, hilarious. Because there's something just funny about the way Maul and Grievous go back and forth with each other. The battle itself, the way Grievous is ultimately defeated. The, the lightsaber being broken at the end. And then how that factors into when they uncover the lightsaber, when Poe and, and Dane... Uncover the lightsaber in the invader's Vader's castle to begin with, and how they tie it all together. It's it's again a fun little romp, but another element of Vin- Vinay getting all the all the components that he's he's looking for for his ultimate power up, and and this again if you're not seeing these elements coming together, <laughs> I again we're not going to get into the plot points. It's not a heavy handed one, but it is funny when Poe realizes what's happening. He's like, oh, I should have seen that coming. Another another really fun fun little tidbit, uh, little. Connective tissue for the episode itself, and again, Sam Witwer back as Darth Maul is just a delight, and the way it sort of ends, just amusing, and then the way that at the end, after Maul, after Maul has delivered a lightsaber, he's fulfilled his part of the the obligation, and he believes he's back in Sidious's good graces, the, the way the way Sidious just uses the Force push to shove him out the window, insanely good. The, the the humor in that if you're not picking up on those vibes well you are missing out on a good time <laughs> all right we're gonna we're gonna do another I want to include another clip from the third terrifying tale that we have uh one that is a classic tale and, and you know I think we all know the story of the monkey's paw we are probably most know it uh, or, um, excuse me. We probably best know it from actually from The Simpsons Treehouse of Terror, when when Bart and Homer get the monkey paw and they pass it around and all the different things that happen in Springfield, all the all the bad shenanigans. And that's exactly what this episode is, except it's centered around our favorite our favorite hero in rising Jedi, Luke Skywalker, getting his hands on the quote unquote Wookie paw from <laughs> from a, a familiar Toy Darian of all people, <laughs> because Lucas to go to most Espa, something we've not seen him do. In, in our prior uh, encounters with Luke. So we're, we're getting to see him go to a new place, a new setting, but to visit old characters, which is which is sort of fun as he crosses paths with uh, his, 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 his father's former slave owner. Um, yes, Watto does make an appearance in this, and he is the one who gives Luke the monkey's paw and sets his life in a very different direction. So I'm going to go ahead and play a clip, and then we're going to hear, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about it after that. You look like you want to get off this dust ball, planet. Uh, I got something that might help. What is that? The Wookiee's poem. Make a wish, and your dream instantly comes (sighs) true. I wish I was off this rock. Hey, you look like you want to get off this rock. You should join the Imperial Academy. So yes, indeed, this episode we focus on our our favorite Jedi, Luke Skywalker. Uh, this time, instead of facing the, the risk of being corrupted and turned to the dark side of the Force, uh, Luke is is exposed and corrupted by the dark powers of the Wookiee's paw, as as he begins to just wish for all the things he wants and not actually earning them or getting to them uh, in in you know the natural order in progression in a way that is. Satisfying to him as a person, he just wishes for what he wants. He takes what he wants without earning it, and it corrupts him and turns him into a very different Luke than the Luke we are, than the Luke we are all so very very familiar with. What's fun about this episode, aside from it being like a Luke that we will never ever see in any sort of continuity, uh, is is sort of the way that like once we dive into uh, the the period that is the film that is a New Hope, uh, the way the script is flipped on everything. And, and I, I was sort of intrigued by the idea of, oh, I want to see episode four, A New Hope, that doesn't have Luke in it because Luke is already off at the Imperial Academy being buddy buddy with, with Darth Vader. <laughs> and there is a funny moment, obviously, when uh, Luke goes from stormtrooper to, again, we've referenced many great references of Luke being too short to be a stormtrooper. He can't see out of his helmet. And then uh, he wishes in on the monkey pod to become, be a pilot, getting, getting promoted to a pilot. He does a maneuver. That impresses Darth Vader, and they have a moment in the hallway together, where <laughs> Vader sort of gets distracted and ponders his former life. And it it there it's really good stuff in there. I don't want to play all the clips from the movie from the from these episodes, but a lot a lot of fun. And then of course the big the big turnaround at the end, as Luke's getting more and more corrupted by the by the Wookiee's paw, and becoming more and more of a just a giant space poo, poo a poodoo if you will. Uh, he wishes to be a big, you know, he wishes to, to be the most known person in the galaxy by doing something that will, will that'll make him so famous. And uh, they reverse his, his uh, role as a hero, where now he's working for the Empire, but he accidentally blows up the Death Star himself, and it will be a moment of infamy for him as he tries to take the glory, and uh, it blows up in his face, literally. But again, that moment that I talked about, you know, we're doing the Death Star run, we're in the trench run. And then you have two pilots, two X-Wing pilots that I think would be fascinating to explore a little bit more fully in another in another Lego special. Uh, Leia piloting an X-Wing on the trench run, and Obi-Wan Kenobi, James Arnold Taylor, returning as Obi-Wan, piloting an X-Wing in this one. Uh, no Han Solo, obviously no Chewbacca. You know, we, we might find out he's the one missing a Wookiee paw on that one. Uh, but I'm like, oh, what's this movie where Obi-Wan went off and rescued... Princess Leia by himself, and uh, apparently with no Han Solo, or at least a minimal effort from Han Solo, because he doesn't swoop in to save the day at the end. Uh, So a fun take, a a very, uh, you know, obviously it's very uh, hyper, (laughs) hyper realizations, hyper uh, uh, imagining, if you will. It's like, we're going to the extreme conclusions based off of Luke doing this, this, and this. Uh, But it's fun to see a corrupted Luke. It's fun to see a, a version of Luke that is just, uh, a, a a bigger version of sort of like the big whiny kid who wanted off a Tatooine in a new hope. And again, I I don't say that as an insult to Luke. That is sort of the cons- the the sort of perception by many that Luke is he's very whiny when he's like, "But I was going to Tashi station to pick up some power converters." I don't buy into that theory. I'm just going along with it for the sake of this episode of the show. And, but that's our last actual terrifying tale until we get back into Poe's plot with Dane, as they now have to face against Vinay, as he's gotten all these all these elements together, he's all Force-powered up, they take the Holocron, which is the final element, because Dane's able to activate it because he has Force powers, and then we get Resolution. Fun shenanigans, a fun climactic battle, Poe piloting an AT-ST, uh, it, it's really good stuff. BB- BB-8 flying in, in uh, flying the X-Wing after Dane's repaired it, and you get Conclusion, and Lava, and you get teased with a sequel, and you can't get better than that, I because I would love to see this kind of go on. I'd love to see more versions of this show. Again, I think the, the Kevin Scott comic book, The, the Tales from Vader's Castle, is, is so full of possibilities, so much potential. And again, if you if you kind of take that that sort of Treehouse of Terror from The Simpsons vibe, which I think is definitely in this special, I, I think you're going to have yourself a, a really fun time. Doing, doing these kind of stories every every Halloween potentially, which I would love to see. Because, you know what else is on that Disney app right now? All the Treehouse of Terror episodes from The Simpsons. Binge them. Watch them. Have a good time. And and see something. You know, not all of them are great. Some of the later ones, you know, eh. But the early ones, seasons like 1 through 10, 1 through 15 even, there's some real gems in there, some real classics. Can't go wrong with those. So I, I love seeing that. I'd like, I'd like to see this series continue. I'm very curious how you all felt about it. Um, did you enjoy it? Do you want to see more of it? Was it just a kind of a one-off thing? You're done with it? Uh, I don't know. What do you all think? The, the, the overall rating on IMDb is a 6.2, so not great. But, again, some of us full-grown adults maybe aren't the target audience, and maybe we're taking this a tad too seriously. It's LEGO Star Wars. It's fun. It, it riffs on, on, on the familiar. It presents us with some, some things that, that don't count. They're just joyful and exuberant, and I really dig that about this special. I really think you all should check it out. You can show it to your kids. You can watch it as a family. You can watch it on your own in a closet like I did. No, I didn't do that. I, I just watched it by myself in the living room at night. It, at night! So it wasn't even that terrifying, and I, I have admitted already, I am a scaredy cat. So don't worry, it's not like that. This is very old ages. In case there's any, any sort of hesitation on your parts, like, it's Lego Star Wars. It is super duper for kids. You're safe. I promise. I promise. And, and, yeah, watch those Trials of Terrors too, because they're a lot of fun. All right. I think, I think I've kind of covered everything I wanted to talk about directly as far as like the influences. I, again, I love that Kevin Scott and Charles Soul got a shout out for kind of uh, influencing and contributing a little bit with their stories. And I'd, I'd like to see more of this. I'd like to see more. Uh, um, I don't know. There's a lot of possibility there. You know, obviously, at the end of this episode, the huts aren't the, um, uh, the, the hut whose name I'm totally blanking on right now, is not going to finish his you know resort at Vader's, Vader's castle. So if the castle's still there, it's not going to be occupied. But think about it, though. what How much fun could it have been if he did stick to that plan of, of staying at Vader's castle? Now, I get it. All right, I understand. Poe was there. Poe's like, no, no, no. You're not taking these Sith artifacts. You got to get out of here. But Poe's not staying there. He can't keep watching the place. You go back in there. You open a hotel. And then you come back next year, and you do like... Vader's castle as the Overlook Hotel. You do a riff off *The Shining*. That could be a lot of fun. And there is a, a bit, a, a little tiny *Shining* homage in this episode already. That kind of got me thinking of it. Great moment with uh, when when Vinay activates the battle droids and they're coming after Poe and Dane and, and BB-8. And and one of the one of the battle droids like, goes, you know, knocks through the wall, pokes his head in, and here's the here's and he says like his. Uh, his unit number, and it's like super, super long. And it's, it's really funny, but it's a great shining homage. But think about that. If you did a Vader's castle, turn it into like the Overlook Hotel, you know, you could, you could set it up with somebody, Poe, or some another character, Finn even, being like the, 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 the innkeeper for, uh, I don't know, you can't do the winter element. You could find a way to do this in LEGO Star Wars. I'm just spitballing right now. This thought literally just popped in my head that Vader's castle as the Overlook Hotel could be a lot of fun. That's all I'm saying about that. Then again, maybe, maybe you'd be riffing yourself, though, because you'd have to go back and do the Here's Johnny line with somebody else. though no, it's Lego Star Wars. Who cares? <laughs> all right, we're going to get out of here. I'm going to play one little clip on the way out from the special just to kind of wrap things up. But I hope everyone out there has a happy, happy Halloween. Go have fun. Be Again, be safe, as as you should be, Even even before... The pandemic and, and and super viruses and all this stuff. Halloween, you still had to be, be safe at Halloween time. There are um, scary individuals in the real world who want to damp- put a damper on, on on our fun. So always be safe. Be smart. Be responsible. But have a good time. Just be aware. And get all the good candies. And if you have extra Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, by all means, send them to me. I will be happy to eat all of them. All of them. Alright, <laughs> we'll stop with that. I don't need to do any more Sidious Impressions for you guys today. Uh, we'll be back next week on Monday. We're going to... Ha- oh, oh, oh scratch that. Sorry, old habits. Uh, we will probably not be back on Monday. Fingers crossed still, but it'll be Monday or Tuesday. I, I, I will post again on social media when I have more information. There is a possibility, though, we will be kicking off Season 3 of Star Wars The Clone Wars Rewatch this week, Monday or Tuesday. That is a very high probability for the next episode coming coming your way. Monday or Tuesday Again Happy Halloween everybody And remember This podcast Can only end One way This Is the way I find your lack of souvenirs Disturbing 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 This is the way This is the way This is the way